Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Today is the feast of the transfiguration of the Lord. Wow. And you might be surprised about what I'm going to talk about. Because it's not climbing up the mountain, seeing God in all his majestic glory, white as light, talking to Moses and Elijah which by the way, Moses is the law. Elijah represents the prophets. Didn't know if you guys knew that. Thought I'd throw that one out there for you. And of course, once that happens, just like Peter, let's just set up some tents here and stay up on the mountain and not go back down and into that horrible world of stuff that we have to deal with. Amazing. I have to say, I have not had a transfiguration moment But I have had many, many mountaintop experiences, many supernatural experiences, and many things that have happened in my life where I don't, I sometimes don't want to go back into the world and go back into the hate and the persecution and the judgment because of the beauty and the true peace, love, and mercy that I have felt. My mountaintop moments was my 26-year many mortal sin confession. I hadn't been in 26 years. I had an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and I floated out of the back of my head. I literally had an out-of-body experience, and I had this rush and waterfall of peace and love and warmth. I couldn't feel my body, and I was just sitting there on my knees, knowing I was standing up, but I could not feel myself. I could not move. That was supernatural. I also rested in the spirit at a healing mass one day. Had no idea what a healing mass was. Actually, it was a healing service, not a mass. And I was, before I knew it, I was on the ground, not able to move in complete peace. I had no idea what that meant, resting in the spirit, slayed in the spirit. There's a lot of different words for it. And I had to run home and do some research on what that was. It was basically the Holy Spirit healing me. And I remember another moment that day was me confessing, watching porn to a priest face to face at this conference. And I was like, I am never saying those words again. And I truly believe since that was from my heart, there was repentance and embarrassment and shame like I've never felt before. And I have never in my life done that again. I truly believe that that was a healing moment. I have been in a silent retreat 
praying, praying and feeling this physical, emotional and spiritual whoosh, I call it. If you've been following me a while, you know that I receive this whoosh when I ask questions to the Lord. I have taken it to my spiritual director. I have consistently confirmed that it is God. I do believe that at one point in time, I still had some spirits in me that were messing with me because I had not cut my soul ties. Soul ties are those ties that you had made with someone that you had intimate relations with outside of the sacrament of marriage. And I had to go name by name and cut those soul ties. You basically say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cut the soul tie with Bob. And I take back what I, what he took from me and I give him back what I took from him. And you go person by person and you name them. And I felt a total relief. Um, it wasn't like my first deliverance experience where I physically felt spirits come out of my shoulders and I felt like I was floating. That didn't happen. But I will say that it was a game changer. And I do know that maybe I had some spirits messing with that sensation, that that gift. I call it a spiritual gift, the way that God communicates with me. And I went and I had deliverance prayers prayed over me. I had a full general confession on my seventh year on Divine Mercy Sunday with a priest during COVID this year was my seventh year on my journey. And it was a game changer. So I know for a fact that yes, this is God, but I had to really kind of go back and say, wait a minute, that answer that I got didn't work out so well. <laughs> like, what was that all about? So that's when, again, my spiritual director and I went through everything. Like, what have you done to make sure that you have taken all of those spirits that you delivered, that you delivered, sorry, that you thought you delivered out of you, but that you invited in and they're still hanging on in there because they're very legalistic. So you have to do the right things. But once you do the right things, right, according to the law, they got to go. So I did, I did a general soul tie. So I said, cause I was, to be honest, I was like, I don't think I, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll remember all of the people's names that I have slept with. I mean, I was very promiscuous. I was looking for love in other people and their acceptance and respect through flirtation. And I thought that if I was desired and in order to be desired, I have to do sexual things with these people. That was how I was being loved and how I thought I would be accepted um, and maybe even have a boyfriend out of it if I did things. And boy, you know, the day after or the moment after that all happens, you don't feel that way. You feel absolutely regretful, filled with shame, you're embarrassed. And then you think, oh, what did I think about? What did he think about me? Or will he ever call me? Will he ever talk to me? And so this is what I'm getting at, which is the words that came out in the readings today was listen to him. When God speaks as Jesus is lit up like the sun, right? God says this, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. 
Listen to him. Listen to him. Sorry, don't mean to yell, but it's so basic. If we just listened to Jesus and did what he said, our lives would be oozing with joy and love and kindness and peace because we wouldn't have to go through these horrific decisions that we choose that are not what he says we should do and feel all of those regrets and shame and I wish I didn't do that and oh no, I got to figure some other way to get rid of this horrible feeling. It's just like a parent and a friend where you tell your child, listen to me, don't do that. And then yet the child goes ahead and does it. And then they come back to you either crying because they hurt themselves or as an adult, they come back to you crying because they did what you said. And they said, you were right. I shouldn't have done that. It's just like that with a friend. As you see your friend doing destructive things or going to do destructive things and you're saying, don't do it, please listen to me. You're not, it's not going to be better on the other end when you do what you're thinking of doing. Listen to me. So that's what I want to really shout out because we can have those mountaintop experiences all throughout our day if we listen to him, if we choose not to have that extramarital or premarital relation with someone because we won't, A, be breaking a commandment and a mortal one at that. We'd have a mortal sin on our soul. But B, we would feel the respect for ourselves and the dignity that we have. We should be saving ourselves and keeping ourselves one-to-one -one with our spouse that we married in the sacraments or for the one that we will find who will be our spouse if that's our calling to be married. Watching that pornography might feel quote-unquote good at the moment, but if you're on the walk and you're on the journey and you're trying to be a holier person, it is not going to feel so good on the other end. You just objectified someone. You watched other people in an intimate, immoral act for your own pleasure. That could be your mother or your brother, your father, your sister, and they deserve respect and you should only be having those sexual moments and those intimacies and that sex is not bad when it's with your spouse in the sacrament of marriage. When you go plow through your cabinet and you eat everything on the face of the earth, do you feel good? You might have a sugar high for a minute or some sort of endorphin high because you've got your blood sugar off whack. But when you're done, you're feeling regret. You're wondering, why did I just do that? And then, of course, if you have an eating disorder, you may choose to get it out of your body through purging. And then you feel guilty about that. I mean, there's so many things that if we just <laughs> listen to him, like a parent is so frustrated with their child, why won't they listen to me? Well, it's the same way. We know as a parent or as a friend who may have done that act, dude, it's not, it's not going to be good when you're done with this. Don't do it. You're going to regret it. That's how God is. God knows what we should be doing to be happy and to be filled with joy, filled with peace. When he says there is freedom in Jesus Christ, freedom from sins, the truth will set you free. 
it does it does ring true it is true i don't ever have to worry about popping in a porn movie or watching it online i'll never do it again and i'll never have that guilt that's been a grace by the way all of my transformations turning away from sin have been his grace to help me i will never smoke marijuana ever again. I don't care if it's sitting in front of me, a big old pile and everybody around me is doing it. I won't because that next day or that next moment or during that time, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Feeling regret is horrible. Feeling ashamed is dreadful. It always lingers. It's way longer than that moment of pleasure. So let's remember to listen to him. The three small words, listen to him. The father is telling everyone, I've sent my son. I've sent God on earth as a, as a, an example, as an example for all of you to live by and to listen to and to learn from. Listen to him. And I know every single person has given advice to someone their brother, their sister, their friend, another, you know, a coworker, their child. And when they go ahead and do it, it's almost like you want to say, I told you so. (laughs) I told you that was not a good idea. Well, that's how God is. And if we just realize that he knows best and we don't. And when we do decide to override his will, When we do, not just go to confession for the act, don't forget to confess our pride. We were pride-filled. We decided we were going to override and and choose our own will over God, and that's pride. We should be looking at ways that we have been filled with pride and take pride to confession every single week. It's one of the things that most people don't confess. All right, everyone, listen to him and then watch how you have mountaintop life on the flat ground, how happy you are, how joy filled you are because you're free from sin. You're free from getting angry and frustrated. It's a walk, y'all. I am not there full time and I am still working. I'm going to share with you what I'm working on. It's still my bodily mortification. It is still gluttonous behavior. I just shared it with Brooke Taylor on her podcast. She's like, I love how you're so open and honest with where you are on your journey. And you've been sharing that you've been struggling with gluttony. And yeah, I have. And while I look at it and I say, hey, it's a heck of a lot better than struggling with the other things that I have in my life. So I have to, I have to love myself through it too. I have to know that I can do things when I call on God at the moment. But when I choose to just stand on my own two feet and live my life and not call on God, that's when I fall. So it's a moment of clarity And knowing that if that moment and that temptation to eat the cabinet filled, now I'm not purging, I used to be bulimic, 
I'm just sitting there suffering in my, <laughs> in my little overfull belly, you know, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I ate way too much. What did I do? I wallow in it. I say, you remember this feeling of eating too much. I didn't have to go have that fistful of, of chips after I ate or something that, you know, like where I get too full. I shouldn't be just allowing myself to give in to my bodily desires. Okay. And I'm also being very lazy. I haven't worked out um, in a really long time. I talked to Brooke about that too, because she, she runs like nine, nine miles in a day. And, you know, I'm only running if someone's chasing me with a gun. And so I, you know, that to me is a different lifestyle, but I know that I need to take care of this body, not just for me, but for everybody around me, because when I am in better shape and when I take care in better condition, and it's not about weight, it's not, it's about health. And I know that the spirit deserves a better place to live. This is the temple that the spirit lives in, and I'm not treating it so good. And I know that I will be a better disciple. I will be out there and being a better witness if I'm taking better care of myself. When I'm not taking care of myself, I'm a little bit lethargic. I'm feeling plumpy. You know, I was telling Christine, both of us, when we met this past weekend, we were both saying how out of shape we felt. Like I can go up a flight of stairs and be winded. So this is something where I say, okay, Lord, I need your help here because I don't have it in me to do it. Okay, I can go on forever. <laughs> These are supposed to be 10 minutes and they've been lately going into, you know, 15, 20. So I apologize, but let's listen to him. Let's listen to him. Just like <laughs> we want others to listen to us because we know better. We know what's going to be on the other side of that decision. And so does God. And there's freedom, joy, love, peace that comes from listening to him. And it's amazing when we do, and we can just, let's try to relish and, and just bask in that feeling when we walk away from sin too. Too often we look at the negative when we do cause the sin and we sit there and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a pathetic person. I have no, no willpower what's going on, but we should also do the same when we walk away from it and we feel that love and that joy and that proud feeling from God, like I am well pleased in you. Okay, everyone, have a blessed and inspired day. Listen to him.